You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the King's Men. We've got a bonus episode for you as Daniel Armbruster was kind enough to sit down and talk hockey with me. Daniel is the vocalist for the Indietronica band Joywave, and he is a huge Sabres fan. I thought it was a fun conversation, and I figured you guys would enjoy it more than hearing our thoughts on the Sabres shutout against the Kings. Joywave's new single is Obsession. You're listening to it right now, and I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Joining me now, lead singer of the band Joywave, Daniel Armbister. How are you doing today, Daniel? I'm good. How are you? Thank I'm, you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I have to confess right off the, the top. That you are very familiar with the band. I am. Love our music. <laughs> well, I do love your music. I have to. I'm an old man, so I'm not super familiar with it. But I did listen and I did fall in love with it. But no, what what I have to confess is I'm actually nervous speaking to you because really, yeah, we have been pitched over the years, yeah, people to come in and be on the podcast yeah. who aren't necessarily from the hockey world, right? And usually the depth of their hockey knowledge isn't They're idiots. Well, they're hockey, <laughs> they're hockey stupid. They're hockey new. Okay. Let's say right. that. They're newer fans. Right. Um, well, you, I, however. I love the sport with the uh, the ice tractor that drives by in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the four quarters. That's what we call it. Great. Yeah. No, but I mean, you you know analytics. You know the yeah. Sabres farm well, the, the, system. The, yeah, the fancy stats get me. Like, fancy I, stats I, I, is what I, we call them. <laughs> yeah, I got, when people make arguments that Rasmus Ristolainen is terrible, and I'm like, he looks pretty good to me. I, that's, that's where I draw the line. But, but you're like, aware they I exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. I, I generally hate to use the phrase real fan because it implies that there are fans who aren't real fans yeah. and that's sort of insulting. And, yeah. and then you get into this really sort of esoteric conversation about what is and what sure. isn't a real fan. Sure. But, I mean, you're very clearly a real fan. I've been a, a fan of the game since 1995. So, uh, yeah, there, there was like a, a three-year period in college where I wasn't really paying attention because I was busy with school and like trying to make our band work. Sure, life uh, things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now it's this like beautiful distraction from like I spend all day writing a song and like I can't turn my brain off and I'm like, I'm gonna go watch McDavid score some silly goals on my television for a couple hours and it's awesome. So when did you? F- you said you fell in love with the sport in '95. Yeah. How did that track with your love of music? Uh, I think I, I liked hockey first. Okay. Uh, longer than music, but um, I a friend of mine uh, named Matt. Well, we were in fourth grade together. He got me into hockey cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really liked collecting things when I was a kid. Any anything collectible, I was into. So, I I got some trading cards, and uh, Martin Brodeur was like my favorite. And uh, you know that you know ninety five, he, he won the Cup of the yeah. Devils, and uh, obviously had a great career from there. So I was a, a Devils fan initially but like also a Sabres fan but I really only liked Marty Brodeur because the Devils were so boring to watch you know they calculated their way to success I mean that's the great debate is winning ever really boring yeah I mean I I just remember watching like uh some of those games on like uh it was like Sportsnet at the time and it was in the afternoon it was just like you know one nothing Brodeur gets another shutout and I was like so excited I was just like man he, he didn't even have to make any saves right the other team got like 15 shots and they were garbage so, I feel like I can get into some sort of deep philosophical hockey questions yeah. with you. So, yeah. as a Sabres fan, yeah. um, and I don't mean to tread on any scars or anything, but you've, ex- <laughs> <What's scars? laughs> you've experienced losing seasons, but also, obviously, that 99 
uh, finals controversy. Yes. As a fan, what would you? What's what's less painful? A, a season where you don't have any hope, or a season where you reach the finish line and have it yanked away right at the end? Uh, reaching the finish. No, sorry. Uh, it's it's more gratifying to reach the finals and uh, have Brett Hall's uh, foot in the creek <laughs> because you think about it and it's like the entire purpose of this is entertainment, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I, I'm also a Cleveland Indians fan. Uh, baseball, wow. yeah, I, I really pick them, huh? But, uh, you know, and my dad has been, a, my dad was born three or four years after the Indians last won the World Series and he's a diehard. So we, we talked about it when they blew game seven against mm-hmm. the Cubs a couple years ago. We were like, you know what? We watched the same amount of baseball and were entertained the same amount of time, right? It went to game seven. Like, so win or lose, like we were, we got the maximum entertainment value. So having your team go really deep and losing sucks, but like, it's not like you weren't entertained on the way there. That's a really noble perspective. Uh, you're you. a better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> you would rather just pain? I, uh, I, yeah. See, I, when, when the Sabres had, you know, the really bad, the tank years, mm-hmm. I would watch, I mean, I still watched like a ton of the games and I was like, this is not good. And like, uh, uh, Zemgis Gergensen was like the best player at the time. Now he's on, he's on the fourth line. Yeah. You know? Um, so it was heartbreaking, but also it, you could see, you knew that a brighter day was coming, right? Like as, as soon as they drafted Eichel, it was like, all right, cool. Like if, even though the team is bad when you're watching every night, there's this moment where you see this guy who's like, oh my God, this guy's a star. Like we haven't, there hasn't been anybody this exciting in Buffalo to watch since like Alexander Mogilny or like Pat Lafontaine. That's going, that's Way going back, back a ways. <laughs> that's, but the offensive output of the team has been not good for a long time. Yeah. You know, they were they were winning because uh, you know Dominic Hasek was unbelievable. Do you find that because McDavid gets all the hype? over Eichel yeah. and therefore gets all of the well he signed his contract was too big his team's yeah. not going to be any good his yeah. team's fine. like is it nice to just have the the overlooked superstar on your roster that doesn't bring along all of the national pressure and attention and all that uh, well it's it's very western New York yeah uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very blue collar and it's uh-huh. always overlooked and it's very easy for me to identify with it being a musician trying to break out of Western New York and everyone being like, well, you have to move to New York or LA. And I, I didn't do that. I just stayed in Rochester the whole time. So to have uh, the guy who was the second overall pick, you know, and he, he comes in, ch- the video of him like chugging the beer and calling <laughs> me, I'm coming for you, Buffalo. I'm like, yeah, that's my guy. Does it, I mean, we've already established that you're a much better person uh, than I am. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like your you know origins are much nicer. Um, so does it put a chip on your shoulder coming from that area, especially being... You know, like sure. from New York, but not really New York. For sure, and it, and it took me a a long time to. I'm honestly, I'm still getting over it. I'm, I'm 34 now, and I was horribly unsuccessful until I was 29. <laughs> so I would see all these kids, and like they'd like start a band, they'd be 18, they'd sign a major label deal, and have a hit song, and I'm like, what? Like <laughs> this is like they didn't do anything. They yeah. didn't do any of the work, and uh, and here I am, like producing all our records like i'm writing everything and, the, and these kids are able to like go and like hit song makers and stuff in it and early tours and stuff we end up out with like some bands and stuff who were very successful at a young age and i was resentful of that and then you spend time with the people and you're like it's not their fault that they have had these advantages and uh i i wish i had had those advantages and that makes me jealous that's what I'm feeling. And over time, you can kind of reconcile it away. Music has the whole phenomenon of, oh, well, I like their earlier stuff. They yeah. sold out that whole thing. Yeah. Like newer fans. 
sports fans, we sort of we look down on bandwagon fans, if you will. Right. Do you see the parallel between the fandoms? Um, and that sort of added, like, you're going to get a lot of new Sabres fans as they get better. Right. Do you wear it as a badge of honor, though, like, you were there through the Miroslav Shatan years? And, <laughs> I think as, as long as, I, I think the bar is set at, can you name a couple players? Right. As, as long as you can do that, then you're you're okay with me. I, I was actually talking about this exact concept with our guitar player the other day, though. He's a diehard Yankees fan. And uh, but now he has, he's getting to uh, you know, early thirties. He's starting to like reject a lot yeah, of other yeah. things as like, well, they used to be good. Like, right. he, like he didn't like the last Star Wars movie, but he loves Star Wars. Sure. He's like he's like you know. Oh, There's a lot of that going around, right? Sure. Like Star Wars used to be. And I said, at a certain point, are you going to look at the Yankees and say these guys aren't the Yankees? <laughs> and you're just going to sit back and watch like Derek Jeter reruns on Yes, where they win every time, right. you know? And he's he's like, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll always support it. And I'm like, well, it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my father and I have this concept of when somebody becomes a real king, right? Like they have to have some moment or game yeah. where they do something that you'll never forget. And yeah. until then, you know, there's guys who come through and they just sure. like Milan Lucic. He was great, but he never did anything. Yeah, yeah. he's not a real king. That, yeah, it's so an, he's it's a real an, flame. <laughs> Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's sort of a crazy concept. Um, you mentioned earlier the, the, that it's uh, better to have the full experience of a, a season, you know, go to the Game 7. It's not a yeah. perfect analogy, but the Kings went to the finals in 93. Sorry, the final in 93. And, uh, yeah, 99, that's 99, right. You're wearing right. a jersey. And, uh, uh, or am I the great one? <laughs> Me. But uh, lost in the final. And then, right, that just haunts... Yeah. people for decades yeah. do you have you found a way to to it would be really easy to make your music not about hockey but inspired by hockey do you have any bleed over between the two parts of your life no uh <laughs> I, I remember the zambonis yeah, yeah okay that, that's what i think of when i think of a hockey museum I'm like they already wrote the best hockey song so um there's like some concepts that that get explored like i I've had this kind of revelation. I, I think The Athletic posted an article recently. It was like, is it weird to wear a jersey of someone younger than you? And uh, it is. It is, and it's, yeah. it's weird to like, um, like I've, I've met Jack Eichel before and I was I was like nervous about it. And it, it, he was like 18. And I, I was like, why am I nervous? Like I'm like twice as old as this person basically. And it's, but I was, I was like still like such a fan about it. And it's like, it's crazy. I don't know. Five or six years ago, I had this recurring sort of bit where I would say I wanted Justin Williams to adopt me. And after a month of doing it, I realized that I'm older than Justin Williams. Mm -hmm. So maybe I yeah. should be adopting him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do you like Buffalo's chances this year? I mean, they're off to a great start. Mm -hmm. uh, Ralph Kruger has been a, a miracle, which makes me question how good of a coach Phil Housley ever was. Uh, but great defenseman. Um so, yeah, we'll see kind of how it shakes out because obviously, you know, at Christmas time last year, the Sabres were in first and the Blues were in last. And then, hey, kind of. Last year was a bit of a, I mean. Weird. And the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Yeah, but I wonder sometimes, are we moving into a world where that sort of thing happens more often? We're going to get another team. Contracts are getting shorter. Turnover is increasing. I, I, I like that. It, it makes it more fun. It's like. Chaos. I yeah. mean, th three on three overtime, I think, is the best thing that's happened to the game in the entire time that I've been paying attention. That's a 
That's a bold statement. The you best like thing? It? I like it just fine. Yeah. I just don't know if it's the best thing. I, when I it mean, goes to the shootout know. after the three on three, I'm 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 like I don't. I don't yeah, well, I never. Yeah, shootouts yeah. to me are yeah. are boring. And and at the time, it was like really exciting, right? Because we'd only ever seen him in the Olympics. And yeah, stuff. And then, yeah. I I was one of those rare people who you didn't like it from the get go. No, the, I think the line I, like I used was something season. like it's like an ice cream sundae, like once in a great while, yeah. it's fantastic. But if you're going to give it to me every night, yeah. I'm, I can just see that I'm quickly going to get tired of it. Daniel, I want to thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having can me. Can we have you on again? Because, I mean, there are a thousand questions I want to go. Oh, dude, I, I <laughs> will talk into hockey. Uh, and whenever I find out that someone is willing to talk hockey, I'm like, let's skip all the music stuff <laughs> and just talk hockey. Perfect. Yeah. I look forward to it. Thank you awesome. very much, Daniel. Thank you.